instead of sacrificing those ideals and replacing it with just actually learning how to see people, see someone else for who they really are in pure non-judgmental attention. That is a much truer and more beautiful type of love. If you know how to nourish someone with just love, unconditional attention, that person will become a beautiful version of who they are meant to be without any criticism or opinions on your side. That's the magic, the miracle of loving someone. And that will help you to transform into a much better version of yourself because that's what love does. That's what it inspires you to do when you find it. You will be more than willing to be the person you're meant to be because you will want to give the best you can to the person you love. And from that, love is born. And that love comes from beyond them. It comes from divinity. It comes from God. And it's something that you can worship and follow and have faith in to protect you and guide you in your life. Hello everyone. I want to talk about how to look for love or a partner in life, a loving relationship with someone that you feel is right for you. I make this video in response to many questions I get from people on the spiritual path who are struggling to find a partner, especially because they like to experience the reality of white tantra or alchemy, to experience what it really means to have union with another soul. Uh, watch this video on the screen to understand this more. Now, this isn't just a common question among spiritual communities. It's a universally common question, right? It's something that transcends culture and beliefs. This whole divine mystery of sex, relationships, and marriage, no matter where we look in the world, everything is based around sex and love, right? It's all the greatest uh, love songs and movies and novels. That's what they talk about. And even at the heart of all religions is the same basic goal to learn what love really is. Everyone in one form or another is looking for love. But in spiritual circles, we often overlook this topic because we usually say things like, just focus on yourself, or God will just give you a partner at the right time, or you'll attract a partner naturally, or something like that. And while this is all correct in its own right, it remains as something vague and mystical. And for good reason, because love is a mystical force, just as God is a mystical force. Both cannot be explained in words, but there is still an intelligence and comprehension for us to explore at our human mind level to help us navigate this problem better. So it doesn't hurt for us to dwell and reflect on how we can merge closer and faster with this mysterious aspect of life, of love. And this, of course, will also apply to people who are in relationships 
as well and how you can rekindle that love that you have that perhaps you may have lost. Now, the truth is many will just blindly accept trusting life to just bring them someone or trusting that uh, whatever relationship people get in, uh, that love will just be there and it will remain. But anyone who's been in a long relationship know that it takes work and it takes effort, right? And for people who are single, you can't just wait for some mystical, magical moment for someone to just come into your life. Yes, it may happen that way, but it takes action too. So most people I talk to who are single and the sort of a hermit in life and don't go out into the world and meet people, they're not actually doing anything about it. And yet they complain, you know, I'm still single for so many years, right? It's like trying to be rich without doing any kind of work. In the same way, if we want anything from God, from life, or if we want love, it takes action, not merely belief or mental or emotional prayer, but it takes prayerful action in life, courage. So a hermit or a recluse from society is never going to find a partner, obviously. And so once we realize that, we become more active in thought. We start to analyze and ask questions like, how do I know who I'm supposed to be with? Well, ultimately, you cannot know that question. You cannot know the answer to that question by looking outside of yourself and just judging others or judging your potential partner. It doesn't hurt to do that. And it's good to get life experience and meet people. But ultimately, if you want to know what you really desire, what you really need, the answer is in you. And so if you do not know what is good for you, for your soul, then it is because you lack knowledge of yourself. You have to know yourself intimately in order to understand what's right for you. So we need a decent level of self-knowledge before we look for someone. And of course, this part of our learning, part of our life is symbolized by being single. And many are in that stage in life where they have to focus on developing a good and self-understanding relationship with themselves first. Because self-knowledge requires pure awareness of oneself. That means undivided attention, non-judgmental attention. And that awareness, that light within oneself, that pure consciousness is where love originates from. So if we don't have that awareness, if we don't have enough self-awareness within ourselves, if we don't have enough light within ourselves, or in other words, if we don't have enough unconditional love within, then how can we give unconditional love to someone else? How can we give unconditioned awareness to another person? To give them attention, the kind of unconditional attention that a parent gives to their 
baby or child, or the kind of attention or awareness that God gives us. And the truth is, many today don't know how to love in that way. And part of the reason for that is because we put too many ideals of what we would like in a partner. Because the world has taught us how to adulterate love. Our conception of love is so impure and we project many ideals of what we would like in someone else. Instead of sacrificing those ideals and replacing it with just actually learning how to see people, see someone else for who they really are in pure non-judgmental attention. That is a much truer and more beautiful type of love. So if we want to know what kind of partner is meant for us, it is understood first by becoming aware of the barriers that we put in front of ourselves in our pursuit for love. And so you can do this now. List in your mind all of the things that you would like in your ideal partner. It doesn't matter what it is. Just see, close your eyes, see this ideal image, this ideal person in your mind's eye. Don't think about it. Just see it. It can be anyone. What do they look like? What kind of person are they? What things do they do? What culture are they? What do they believe in? What are they like in their gestures and the way they are, right? Anything. And now, just reflect on these following questions without answering immediately. Just reflect. Hold the question in the mind while, while you look at this person. Is this person realistic? Is this desire realistic? Does this ideal stop me from loving someone else more fully? Do I let this ideal damage my current relationship? Does it stop me from being authentic with other people? Now, for some of you, you might be quick to realize that it's better to die to those ideas if you want a better chance at real love. And it's not to say any of those fantasies are bad, right? There's reasons behind why you have them. If you meditate more deeply on them, uh, you'll find it out. And sure, if you want those things, why shouldn't you be able to experience them? It's part of your desires, your material, worldly self, right? That's okay. But what we're saying here is, if you don't have a part of yourself that is able to observe it, be conscious of it, aware of yourself, then you will get lost in it. You will be controlled by those superficial ideas. And you'll only love someone for those things that you like instead of loving the person themselves 
unconditionally. And they won't feel loved, of course. It's a great tragedy when we try to shape someone according to our selfish desires, when we try to control our partner, when we try to make them better according to our ideals, no matter how great we think those ideals are. Obviously, they will not feel loved because they will not feel good enough. If you know how to nourish someone with just love, unconditional attention, that person will become a beautiful version of who they are meant to be without any criticism or opinions on your side. That's the magic, the miracle of loving someone, not wanting anything from them, not wanting anything in return, just pure love. The energy of love it's a fire, a light that transforms your partner. So let's go deeper. Each one of you conjured up in that little uh, exercise, you conjured up something, someone in your imagination. And everyone did that in a completely different way, physically, emotionally, and mentally. This, this image of a person was different. But there are some common uh, ideals that many of us should be very careful of. For example, if we just love someone just because they have money and provide security for us, this isn't pure love. If we're with someone just because of their physical attractiveness, this is not real love. It's not to say those things are not allowed, but you have to ask yourself, if this person did not provide financial security for me, would I still love them? If this person wasn't physically attractive, would I still love them? Or perhaps we're with someone just because of their spiritual or religious beliefs. Would we still love that person if they did not have those beliefs or didn't follow whatever path that they're on? If not, that is not love. You don't love that person. You only love your spiritual ideas of them. You only love your own ego's idea of them. Or perhaps we love someone out of insecurity. We're just with them out of fear of loneliness. Fear that we can't find someone else. Fear of what others would think if you broke up. If so, you don't love them purely or selflessly. You love them selfishly. And the person, of course, subconsciously can sense that. And it affects them when we love in these conditioned ways. You know, our partner can always sense subconsciously if we are loving in a selfish way or if we are dishonest, if we are lying about the way that we love them. That's the beauty of a, a relationship. Every, 
each person can sense, at least subconsciously, what is going on, what is really happening. And that's really the secret reason why arguments and things like this uh, happen. So, if we love someone to cover up something within ourselves, cover up emptiness, cover up loneliness, you only really love someone to fill an emptiness in you. But emptiness cannot be filled by another. You only need more and more. It's like a greedy type of love, taking, taking, instead of giving and nourishing with awareness, right? So if you're with someone just because of any of those things, you don't love the actual person. You just love the idea of them. Because none of those things that we've mentioned in this video, none of those things makes a person who they are. Beliefs, career, social status, none of those things makes a person who they are. For example, I'm Jean. I grew up a Catholic. I like to study Gnostic teachings, philosophy. I like to travel. I make YouTube videos, write books, etc. None of this makes me who I am. I do not identify with any of that, right? And so we should also not identify other people with their appearance, the things they do in life, etc. Who people are or who I am is what I am when I strip away all of that worldly vanity. We must learn how to perceive the soul of ourselves and others. A relationship based on anything less is empty. Love does not see vanities. It sees beyond the boundaries of personality, likes, dislikes, etc. Love only sees the soul, and we should recognize it as such. It does not judge someone because of their religion, ethnicity, their past mistakes, their weaknesses, their ego, etc. And we first have to learn how to hold that kind of awareness towards ourself first. We have to learn how to hold that kind of awareness within us every day, every moment, and have this type of self-attentive love within ourselves first, meaning to see ourselves for who we really are beyond the illusions of the self, of the ego. And if you do that, then you will be able to also love someone no matter what kind of person they seem to be on the surface. So, try this exercise. Close your eyes and imagine, again, your ideal partner, your love interest. Now, imagine that you get with this person, this person of your dreams. You get together as a couple or you're dating. Maybe uh, you meet this person for the first time. 
let your imagination, you know, uh, go wild with whatever uh, thing you would like to see about them. They're meeting you. Now, put yourself in the shoes of that person. Imagine them meeting you, being with you, spending time with you every day. See what they would see. See yourself. How would they feel? What would they think? Are they positive thoughts, positive feelings, or negative feelings? Would they judge you? Would they love you? Just be honest. Now, the trick or illusion here is not what they would think of you, but rather you just reveal to yourself what you think of yourself. And it's those thoughts precisely that stop you from radiating love within your being to someone else. So, what we have to understand is those barriers that we have within stop us from loving someone because how we perceive ourselves is the image that we project onto others for them to perceive us. How we see ourselves is how others see us too. And so in this way, you can start to understand how we turn, how we manipulate love into something personal. We mix the ego with love, but love is not personal. Love comes from beyond yourself and beyond the other person. Love is so simple, but the mind, it destroys it. Love radiates from above. It comes from divinity, but the mind destroys it with fear, with doubt, with insecurity, jealousy, hatred, confusion. All of that ugliness makes us devoid of inner beauty and harmony. And that conflict, obviously, that's within us, will express to others as well. So, what we need to start to understand is, we are not perfect. Nobody is perfect. Therefore, we have to stop looking for someone perfect too. Nobody is perfect. Nobody is easy to be with. Because everyone has ego. Everyone has their own monsters. But it is love which makes anything possible. And it's love that can make it very easy and harmonious, actually, as long as you have faith in it. And some people 
are also in very stagnant relationships where love is lacking. And they say things like, I don't like this about my partner, but I stay with them anyway. Why stay with that person and withhold love from them? Love all of them fully, right? Give yourself to who you're with fully. It says it in the Bible. Man, give yourselves to your wives and women, give yourselves to your husbands fully. At the end of your life, you'll see how you could have loved them better. So be better, love better, learn how to die for them better. Jesus said, be hot or cold, but don't be lukewarm. This means love fully, don't hold back. No matter what kind of ugliness or challenges that arise, that's the passion of Christ, the passion of sacrifice. To give yourself fully to your husband or wife in pure selflessness and sacrifice. So instead of looking for the perfect person, it's much better to it's much better for a couple to meet in hell rather than meeting in some imagined heaven. Because everyone has demons, but it's about how willing we are to accept them and love them regardless, regardless of someone's ego. Love is not two perfect people meeting, but love is helping two lost souls grow together by nurturing each other with attention, affection, and commitment. That is a sacred bond. It's not about, I love you. It's about, I will continue to love you, right? Actively. But of course, you know, it's not that simple because each of us has our own set of complications, insecurities, and flaws that have shattered our self-esteem. And a lack of self-worth is not attractive. And again, to have self-worth simply means to know yourself, both your strengths and your weaknesses, your angels and your demons. So all of these things, these dreams, these ideals, projections, fantasies, of others, we ultimately have to learn how to die to all of it if we want to find true happiness. Only then can you perceive the truth of yourself and the other, which is much more beautiful than dreaming about them, right? Because it comes from reality rather than from your own ego. This is how you connect with someone in a more deeper way because you're able to connect to yourself in a deeper way because you connected to your true self, the ugliness and the beauty. And when you're in touch with that, with that inner space, with that intimate space within yourself, you're able to then also touch the deeper parts of others. By dying and renouncing superficial love in this way, you will discover what is actually healthy, realistic and natural for you 
in a humble way in relationships. And that will help you to transform into a much better version of yourself because that's what love does. That's what it inspires you to do when you find it. You will be more than willing to be the person you're meant to be because you will want to give the best you can to the person you love. And not necessarily because of what that person does or who they are, but because of the love that is shared between you. Because true love that is shared between a couple does not come from the couple. The couple did work to sacrifice themselves for each other. And from that, love is born. And that love comes from beyond them. It comes from divinity. It comes from God. And it's something that you can worship and follow and have faith in to protect you and guide you in your life. Not following the person, but the love, the vibration that is shared between you. It is an illusion to say, I love you. I and you implies separation, but there is no separation in union when two people become one flesh, right? There's a third force, love, the Holy Spirit, which the couple is connected between. And it's such a profound force, such a profound light, that it reveals the truth of each other. And when you see the truth, when you see reality, you will understand things more and understand yourself and the other more and understand many things about life more because you have this guiding divine force that you nourish and protect between you. This is why Jesus, talking as the Christ, said, when there are two or more in my name, I am there. Not meaning Jesus the person is there, but that Christ energy is there, that Christic force. And so this, that profound understanding will inspire you also to do and give anything for it. Your faith and your spirit rest upon that foundation between you. That's why the great master Samael on Vior said, there's only one way to measure whether you truly love someone. And it's if you're willing to give your life to someone. If you're willing to give every drop of blood for them. If you're willing to die for them. That is love. That is the only way to measure it. It's something very deep to meditate on, right? And I remember when I first heard that, I thought, wow, you know, to die for someone, I'm not sure, right? But over time, uh, you can begin to understand this for yourself as you continue in life. So this sort of, this is sort of spiritual dating advice, right? But in reality, all dating is spiritual no matter where you're from, who you are, or what beliefs you assign yourself to. 
A big mistake in so-called spiritual communities is thinking people are only spiritual if they assign themselves to yoga, dressing a certain way, using new age language, you know. What nonsense, really. I can tell you, anyone I meet in the world, no matter who they are, where they come from, what they believe, it's always a spiritual experience for me, right? For all of us, subconsciously. Because every person has infinite depth and spiritual beauty within them, whether they know it or not. They could even be a raging atheist. It doesn't matter. You can still see the profound beauty of their soul if you know how to look, if you know how to love others. Everyone is spiritual. You know, what's more spiritual? Someone who follows spiritual ideas in their head, blinded by that, as the forefront of their way of being, or someone who is completely themselves in the pure light of their honest, naked truth. Which is more authentic? The one who speaks about their grandiose ideas, or the one who reveals their imperfections? Which is more beneficial to creating a foundation with someone based on trust, communication, honesty, intimacy, vulnerability? I, for one, would much rather be with someone who has the virtue of humility than the one who displays a facade, a mask through their beliefs, no matter how exalted those beliefs may be. So it's better to meet people with the intention to really understand who that person actually is, rather than who they think they are, such as career, beliefs, their past successes or failures, etc. None of that matters. It does not make them who they are. Learn to see a soul for who they actually are, rather than falling in love with the superficial layers of appearances. And for that, you have to be able to see yourself for who you actually are, beyond all of everything we've talked about here. If you fall in love with appearances, that creates a weak foundation, and there will be no growth, and the relationship won't last. Alchemy means another becomes a part of yourself. You recognize yourself in the other, and vice versa. So, any negative emotion you feel towards them is a poison that you spread into the precious aura of your connection. But if there is love, if there is consciousness, there is healing and growth, and in that way, you can have friendship, loyalty, commitment, and true intimacy, true satisfaction of being in a mature relationship. So rather than looking for someone perfect, find someone who you can resonate with in humility. 
someone that can understand your particular pain, your way of thinking and your way of feeling. And just to finish off, for those who are still in a single situation, because I know many uh, devoted spiritual students who are waiting for a partner and they, and they ask all of the questions which I've been trying to address in this video. I know many who are, you know, they've been waiting many years for someone. Um, it's good to ask yourself, how much longer will you take? How much longer do you need to improve yourself? Are you sure you're not in a unconscious mechanical cycle of trying to be better? How many more years do you need? What are you afraid of? What vulnerable parts are you scared to show someone? What part of you are you not ready to die to? What part of yourself do you love too much that is not willing to give yourself to someone else in order to experience something more profound, something new. So I'm not telling anyone to do anything. These are just reflections, just thoughts for you to ponder. So I hope this helps some of you. Thank you for listening. And maybe uh, this gives a reason for some of you to give love a chance.